Hello? Hello? Actually, this one's, D, this that, one's set on secret. Yeah. <laughs> Turn the volume up to announcement. <laughs> just, <laughs> you're just set to like guy selling you something in an alley. <laughs> you gay? That's the, I, is that what it means? Because two dudes did that when I was downtown. Hey, you good? I'm like, fuck you, Santa. I'm like, right. <laughs> Have you ever had anyone try to sell you meat out of a truck? You ever yes. had that happen? I've had that happen. Uh, I've had that yeah. line. I was at an AM PM, and the guy's like, "Hey, bro, you like t- you like T-bone steaks? <laughs> well, not out of a refrigerator, <laughs> out of your out of your car. No. How does that hustle work? That's what I'm trying to figure out. I don't know. Let's let's write a let's write a short okay. short about it. It's, Called it's wholesale. Yeah, yeah. They get like wholesale meat and then just hit the streets with it. Street meat. Street meat. <laughs> street, street, street meat. Got it. Rome butcher. <laughs> the roaming. Just a, just a guy wandering the streets with like a bloody apron on. <laughs> hey, you want some meat? That would be great if he cut it out. He just throws it on the hood of his car and just like. <laughs> okay. I think. Street meat. Street meat. Yeah. There it is. Street meat. <laughs> <laughs> we finally have, yes. Okay. Yeah. Oh, All right. Wow. That's, not, that's forever. So we're going to start the show. Street meat. Street meat. All right. Here we go. Roughly 24 to 92 hours ago, Levels Stab's team of comedy scientists commissioned four specific humorists Three. to give various potentially comedic <laughs> takes on several random topics, which they'll now perform for the first and likely last time in front of a live studio audience you guys. in a show called... <laughs> street meat. <laughs> the first chant we get on the show is street meat. We turn it into that. We're like Stab. Jerry Springer now. That was awesome. <laughs> Very good. Welcome to Stab. We're here located on 1710 Broadway in uh, Sacramento, California. We're here every Friday. Uh, why am I doing? Why am I telling people to be anyway? We're here every Friday. These people know it's Friday, uh, and we're, we're gonna do Stab. You guys ready to meet your contestants? Yes. See. Uh, Greg Saban. Greg John Saban. <laughs> Greg Saban. Yes. Love for him. Thank you. Kajan Tyler. Yeah. Jesse Jones. Yeah. 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 I want to go back into the chant again. Okay, we don't have to do that. <laughs> it's one of the benefits of cultivating this punk crowd. That's right. They will break into chants. All right, very good. <laughs> <sighs> My name is John Morris Ross, the fourth. Thank you guys for coming out. Yeah, woo! Um, how, how have you been, Greg? <laughs> Fine, John. How about you? How are the holidays? Uh, pretty, pretty festive. There was plenty of uh, season's compliments and cheer and nog. I'm a big nog fan. Big, very good. Yeah, love nog. Very good. I had an edible. Oh. Um, <laughs> Like recently? Like no, just now? Yeah, I, I ate a half of a marijuana cookie on Christmas night. Okay. The kids were already gone yeah. in bed, you know. And uh, had a little too much. 
and wanted to harm myself. <laughs> okay. Um, I took a shower. It was fine. <laughs> I didn't harm myself good, or anyone else. Good story, Chad. Yeah. Yeah, on a wow. wheat cookie. Wanted to harm myself. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> D looks very concerned. How was your Christmas, D? Uh, man, I had uh, cheeseburgers. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's a it's a tradition in my in, in my family that we have like New Year's Eve cheeseburgers. It's like a full cheeseburger bar, nacho bar. My cousin's birthday, I drank Jameson. It was a wonderful. Day. <laughs> that sounds great. All right, good. Yeah, Christmas cheeseburgers. Christmas, yeah. Get into that. Get a Christmas cheeseburger nacho bar with your cousin and Jameson. <laughs> we got all this street meat, so we like, <laughs> 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 do it. Cheeseburger nacho bar. <laughs> Down. <laughs> it's just imagining nacho burgers. That's oh, yeah, I could have did that, but I smoked after. <laughs> <laughs> if I smoked before, I'd have totally did that. <laughs> Next year, yeah. very good, D. Jesse Jones. Yeah. Uh, how was your How was your uh, holiday? It was all right. Did you get stuff? I did. Did you what? what I got you? I got like a big pile of power tools. Oh, you got so I can I can feel like a man. You got manhood for Christmas. Yeah, my my baby dick fell off and my man dick grew on. <laughs> <laughs> my my permanent dick grew in. <laughs> permanent dick. Permanent dick. Okay, I'm sorry. Street meat. Uh, my, my street meat grew in. Yeah. There's going to be so many things that I'm going to do in here. Oh my god. Now that I have power tools. All right. Let's 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 uh let's play stab. <laughs> Ooh, that's right. <laughs> I wish the lights synced up with that. That would be awesome. <laughs> Uh, we, should tell, we should tell the listening audience that the lights, in fact, the did. The lights did, yeah. Like, <laughs> the, who wants to be a millionaire yeah. style? <laughs> the whole swirling millionaire thing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm standing in a neon circle right now. That's <laughs> everyone at home. Theater of the mind. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, this first segment's called Reorganization. Uh, please take the following acronym, Reimagine It. What does it now stand for? Who or what does it now represent? Uh, being that today is Pledge of Allegiance Day. I don't know if you guys knew that. Today is Pledge of Allegiance Day. Today's acronym is bow down, B-O-W, D-O-W-N. What does bow down mean to you, Greg? Uh, well, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm well known as a modest man. In fact, some say I'm, in fact, the most modest man <laughs> they've ever met. Uh, so I, don't us- I usually don't like to talk about that I, uh, uh, I went to prestigious university. <laughs> And uh, one of my classes there uh, reminded me of this uh, acronym, and so I thought I'd just kind of try to recreate that first day of class uh, to, to kind of cue in what that acronym makes me think of. So okay. if, you, if you don't mind, I'm just sure. going to try to <coughs> channel, that, channel that day. Here we go. So first day of lecture. All right. This is uh, what the professor would sound like. Welcome, students. I hope your break was enjoyable. Your GSIs, or graduate student instructors, Chris and Tom, are handing out the syllabi. Please make sure you get one. This class is already at capacity, so for anyone wishing to add, uh, make sure you're getting on the wait list. Although, if you're not on it yet, chances are slim that you'll be able to get in. For those of you that don't know me, my name is Professor Brad Nelson, and I've been studying in this field basically my my whole life. It's, uh, It's a rewarding study. Can really open some dorms for you, uh, doors for you uh, out in the, uh, that too, in the uh, in the non-academic world, but also uh, some truly invigorating applications in uh, the academic sphere as well. 
as chair of the Berkeley Office of White Dudes Owning White Names. <laughs> I can tell you the, uh, the names of white dudes is a rich tapestry of study that can <laughs> truly expand your mind and sense of the world. This year, we'll, we'll study white dudes with white names from all over the globe, from Topher Grace <laughs> to Tord Olfson, from Andy Williams to Angus McFadden. Their deeds, their accomplishments are secondary to the names themselves, which is why we're here. So before we begin today, I just want to take a quick uh, roll call. Just please acknowledge uh, when your name is called. Uh, Adam? Yeah. Alfie? Okay. Austin? Mm-hmm. Brian? Yeah. Brian with a Y? <laughs> Okay, Chad uh, A, Chad B, Chad C, other Chad C. <laughs> you know, can all the Chads just raise their hands? Thanks. One, two, two, three, four, five. Okay, thanks. Thanks, Dan. Yeah. Daniel, Dave, David, Davidson, Darren, Eric, Eric with a K, Greg, Hale, 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 well... Good job on your parents, Hale. Harrison, John, yeah, Jonathan, sure. Josh, Josie. Josie, is there a Josie? How do, wait, what is that? How do you pronounce that? Jose. Well, great. I guess you learn something new every day. Okay, well, I can know that. You know, this could take a while. How about this? Why doesn't everybody whose name is not Michael or Nick just raise your hands? Okay, one, two, three, four. Okay, great, great. Okay, I think everybody's here. So uh, why don't you just pull out the assigned reading and turn to page 13. We'll spend the rest of the class diving deep into the ideas of men named Stephen with a PH. <laughs> Very good, Greg Saban. Very good. Berkeley Office of White Dudes. Berkeley Office of White, white dudes, dudes Owning White Names. <laughs> I'm one. Very good. Yeah. I'm one of four in my family. Okay, there we go. D, Tyler. How are you? Is that okay to call you D, Tyler? It's Dejan, actually. Is it, did, That's what you, the D stands for. Well, I know, but I've always known you as D, Tyler, and then all of a sudden you're like, it's Dejan. <laughs> I'll, t- I'll call you whatever you want. <laughs> all right, D, what does uh, about out mean to you? Uh, burly old women. Dunking on working neurosurgeons. <laughs> I, I didn't know if you guys knew that this is a thing, but uh, if you Google, don't Google now. Wait till after the show. Um, but if you actually Google that, there is like a, there's a thing like they have like these neurosurgeons that are into getting get dunked on by burly women. It's like a fetish. Yeah, they lower the hoop. <laughs> It's not like 10 feet. It's five feet. Um, and there's oil involved. It's weird. <laughs> but um, it's, it's a thing. And I thought I was original when I picked that out. And I wrote it down. My, oh, this already exists. But it was too late to change it. So, any questions? <laughs> Chad? <laughs> well, I... I I got a question. Uh, <laughs> what? Where does like burly and just like beefy? Where's the line <laughs> between burly and beefy? Yeah, because it beard? could be beefy, but that, yeah, that's a whole different website. It's a whole different thing. <laughs> uh, it involves ranch dressing <laughs> and regrets. <laughs> All right, bow down. 
Very good. Bow down. The jam. Jesse Jones, what does bow down mean to you? Well, uh, bow down is my latest entry into the world of microtransactional smartphone mobile games. Dropping into the Apple and Android Play stores as soon as I finish saying his name, which I'm going to do right now. Bow down. Battle Owen Wilson. Defeat Owen Wilson. Now. <laughs> now. <laughs> well, hold on to that. I'm combining the wildly popular augmented reality technology behind the briefly wildly popular Pokemon Go game I developed a few years back. <laughs> with the thrill of battling the incredibly punchable face of Owen Wilson to create a game where you wander around your neighborhood encountering, battling, defeating, and capturing various popular Owen Wilson characters from film and television, but mostly film. <laughs> Capture all your favorite, almost identical Owen Wilson-type character variations. <laughs> the Owen Wilson from Armageddon. You remember him from that. You didn't remember his character's name, but you remember he was in it. And you'll find you don't remember almost every Owen Wilson character's name. But you remember he was in a thing being basically Owen Wilson. <laughs> Some other battleable and defeatable Owen Wilsons include the Owen Wilson from Zoolander, the Owen Wilson from Wedding Crashers, and even the Owen Wilson from You, Me, and Dupree. Let's just assume he was Dupree. <laughs> <laughs> Battle him and defeat him and move on with your life. <laughs> as you progress through the game you'll have to battle and defeat even tougher Owen Wilsons like Drillbit Taylor <laughs> the car Luke Wilson Lightning McQueen from the car movies <laughs> and even Marmaduke didn't know there was a Marmaduke movie made in 2010 didn't know Owen Wilson voiced Marmaduke in the Marmaduke movie that you didn't know was made in 2010 well, defeat Owen Wilson Marmaduke now that you know it exists! <laughs> of course, uh, since I absolutely could not afford any kind of licensing for this game, all these characters have slightly different names, like Fast Racing Car Thunder St. King. <laughs> or Socket Wrench Tyler. And Sad-Eyed Wes Anderson Mannequin. <laughs> <laughs> Battle Owen Wilson. Defeat Owen Wilson now. Now available from your favorite app store. Go on. Download it. It'll make you say wow. You know, like you just imagined Owen Wilson saying it just then. <laughs> Very good. That was reorganization. That brings... Wow. <laughs> wow. That brings us to our next segment uh, called... Uh, the Topical Haiku Challenge. Uh, please have composed three haiku in regard to the following. Uh, what's going on? Very good. Oh, you need some? oh, sorry. I wasn't sure what you were looking at. Self-serve. <laughs> Very good. Uh, topical Haiku Challenge. That's what we're doing. Uh, please have composed three haiku in regard to the following story. Uh, a surgery center is warning that more than 3,000 patients... Uh, warning 3,000 patients that they may have been exposed to the bloodborne pathogens if they had a procedure at its uh, ambulatory? Ambulatory? Did I say that right? Yeah. It's one of those surgery centers. Yeah, you walk okay, into yeah. and you walk out. Okay, very good. Ah. 
uh, in Saddlebrook, New Jersey, between January and September. Uh, an investigation from the New Jersey Department of Health found that employees at the Health Plus Surgery Center were not following sterilization procedures and medical instruments. Yeah. <laughs> medical instruments were not being cleaned properly, potentially exposing patients to diseases uh, like hepatitis B and C and, and HIV. <laughs> so, yeah, 3,000 people. Haiku go, huh? Uh, you're first of three, Greg. One at a time. All right. Bloodborne pathogens pulse through veins like sneaking fleas. Fuck you, Saddlebrook. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Dijon. This, this was actually dedicated to all the famous people that, that passed away or, or got sick. <laughs> From those particular diseases. <laughs> Easy. Ash. Tragic. Pam Lee. Freddie Mercury. <laughs> we still got magic. <laughs> Joseph? Yeah. Uh, my first is titled Low Hanging Diseased Fruit. Worst diagnosis, those 3,000 patients are still from New Jersey. <laughs> Greg, you're second of three haiku. The garden state blossoms with blooms from every flower, like Hepsi daisies. <laughs> Hepsi daisies. <laughs> Very good. To Jan, your second of three haiku. <clears throat> Blood bone pathogen. Drug addicts fear needles here. Fuck you, New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Very good. Uh, Jesse. Sort of a theme in mind. Uh, second is titled The Boss Will See You Now oh, yeah. <laughs> That seemed like too many syllables Get out while you're young A death trap Suicide rap New Jersey healthcare <laughs> Is that a Springsteen lyric? Uh, the the fir first two lines Okay <laughs> Greg you're uh, third of three haiku New Jersey Devils from Saddlebrook to Trenton will fuck your blood up. Very <laughs> <laughs> good. To John? I only wrote two, so I'm just freestyling. All right. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm going to use my fingers to keep count. All right. Uh, New Jersey. Man. Wow. <laughs> they got blood. With AIDS in it. <laughs> <laughs> and it's free. <laughs> For <laughs> you. <laughs> Very good. Very good. 
Very good. <laughs> Jesse was. Jones. Uh, third is titled A Learning Experience. <laughs> oh, hep B, hep C, H, I, V. <laughs> now you know the Jersey alphabet. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> All right, that was the topical haiku challenge. Uh, very good, very good. Very good. Yeah. <laughs> All right. That brings us to our third of five segments. Uh, this next segment's called uh, This Was Today Once. It's a fan favorite. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Greg, on yes, this John. date, 1895, Wilhelm Rontigen, Rontigen uh, publishes a paper detailing the discovery of a new type of radiation, which later will be known as X-rays. Uh, also on this very date, 1942, Roger Swartz, the Belgian cyclist, was born. <laughs> How'd you celebrate these two things all mixed up? Well, I did, I did a little bit of research and uh, kind of went through uh, both Belgian cycling and uh, late 19th century x-ray technology and uh, found that there was this uh, interesting connection. Um, there, during an interview, uh, Swartz uh, talked about that in, uh, in the 30s, they actually were using x-ray to... Uh, catch cheaters. And, uh, cheating was just as prevalent in cycling uh, back then as it was today, but they, they weren't doing like doping. They were trying to come up with like extra little machines and things that would, it was very steampunk, you know? And so they were trying to catch cheaters. And so uh, I found that this is just a, a, a quick little, some excerpts from a radio broadcast of the Tour de France that year. It was 1936. Uh, there's two uh, broadcasters. One is a British cycling announcer named Sir Melvin, sorry, Sir Mervin, Sir Mervin Penfield, and French commentator Alphonse Patecas. And so here are, here are just some highlights of that. Here's from their kind of opening uh, commentary, and I will do bad accents. Here we go, just so you can tell who is who. Is who. Penfield and Patecas. Cheerio, my fellow cycling fans. It's a pipper here in the frog countryside. The sun is shining, something that we Brits haven't seen in 22 years. But at least Adolf isn't knocking at our door, what what. <laughs> With me today is Alphonse Patekas, one of the finest cheese munchers I know. <laughs> well, bonjour. I am, how you say, pipped to be here at the celebration of the bicyclette and the sinuous monsieurs who ride them. <laughs> I couldn't say it better, my fur-looking friend. This year, we have a special tweak to the proceedings. Partnering with the Nobel Foundation in Sweden, we've managed to put the power of science to the task of making sure that all is fair and square in the hills, valleys, and towns of France, soon to be overrun by Nazis. Uh, and then stage two, uh, they were discussing, uh, it starts with Patekas, he says, Air in the beautiful Loire Valley, the grapes that make the world's finest wine are grown, and the ropey-armed gentlemen of cycling pedal their way through the eternal bounty. Penfield responds, That's right, dear chap. These acres and acres of silly fruits will be turned into beverages with unpronounceable names so that my friend here can wash down his dinner of snails. Brilliant! <laughs> uh, the next stage, Penfield says, uh, Climbing out of the Loire Valley, the cyclists come upon their first interaction with Nobel machinery. Uh, the folks from Sweden tell me this, will, this device will shoot some kind of light ray through the cyclists. That's right, through the men. Apparently, these rays will pass through you faster than a plate of frog legs, eh, Alphonse? <laughs> Marie, my dear teabagger, these x-rays, uh, these x-rays as they are called, are quite amazing. Originally discovered by Wilhelm Röntgen, who I would think was trying to invade Austria or some such nonsense. Uh, these rays will show tout le monde, even under the cyclist chemise. Penfielder says, well, here comes our first rider through the x-ray machine. Let's see if he's hiding some sort of cheating device. Mon Dieu! He's hiding nothing other than that he is, how you say, snip snip. 
I believe the term you're looking for is circumcised, my surrender monkey friend. Uh, the next uh, thing he goes, all this science, toot and swallow, is, I'm sure, benefiting to humanity somewhat. But when will these test tube shakers come up with something really useful, like a cure for syphilis? But of course, but of course, the quicksilver I have to inject into my peony every week does nothing but cause me the greatest uh, je ne sais quoi. Uh, getting towards the end, and uh, Penfield starts by saying, we are just minutes from the outskirts of that alluring city, Gay Paris, a city that will be goose-stepping its way to ignominy by the new year. Our cyclists have undergone thorough and surprising scientific interactions over the last several weeks. They've been hit with x-rays, gamma rays, stingrays, and something that the German scientists are calling Experiment K. Uh, Patrick has the law. These brave men truly want the title of champion badly. They've pushed through the, how you say, internal bleeding, as well as the losing of teeth, which, my friend, for your countrymen, is usually an improvement. Uh, towards the end, Penfield says, Coming to you live from the center of Paris, inside a lead-lined bathosphere, Alphonse and I are happy to say that the running of the Tour de France has come to an end. Our winner, Belgian chocolate eater Silver Mays, fought hard against Alphonse, your countryman, and uncircumcised tadpole swallower, Maurice Archambault. <laughs> oh, wee oui, wee, oui. despite having his kidneys removed in stage 19, Archambault truly put up a good fight against his spineless opponent. Too true, he did in fact have to have his spine removed due to gamma ray bombardment. Oh, oui, oui, congratulations and bon chance to Silvermaes, the whole country of Belgium, uh, for failing to provide any sort of tactical border against the bloodthirsty crowds for centuries. <laughs> Benfield closes and says, Crikey, that's spot on, Alphonse. We'll see you next year for the Tour de Frog. I mean France. Until then, stay calm and cycle on. Very good, Greg Saban. Very good. Sometimes you'll learn history. Yeah. <laughs> Is the pawn shop being robbed? <laughs> Is that what's going on back there? I don't know. We should get in on that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if anyone needs a guitar. <laughs> just <laughs> like, <I was> no. <laughs> PlayStation 2. Does anyone? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dude, that Metal Gear Solid is legit. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I hear. Man. If anyone needs a palm sander, <laughs> they do have that there. I've been looking at it through the window. Dejan, can you concentrate through this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. This is okay. Fine. I, mean, here, I hear this all the time. <laughs> John, uh, on this date, 1973, the Endangered Species Act is passed in the United States. Also on this very date, 1944, Maurice Richard becomes the first player to score eight points in one game of NHL ice hockey. Uh, how'd you choose to celebrate the aforementioned events in tandem? Uh, well, uh, his name is Maurice. I thought that was pretty dope uh, for a hockey player to be named Maurice. <laughs> I'm imagining what Maurice looks like right now. I've never seen a white Maurice. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's, there's that. So, uh, once again, I was foiled. I, I Googled it. Uh, don't do it now. Uh, but I did Google it, and there's already something like that. It's called... Uh, Ocho de Chupacabra. Now, <laughs> it celebrates his eight goals. Um, the goal is to catch eight chupacabras. <laughs> and every one you catch, you get like a, uh, it's kind of like, I don't know how Hanukkah works, but I know there's like a lot of different steps. <laughs> and it's kind of like that, like levels, kind of like a game. Like the first chupacabra is like, uh, I think that's pestilence. And then... <laughs> 
Second Chupacabra is four to two. All right. The third one is uh, get out of jail free uh, card. <laughs> it's like the eight days of Chupacabra. So, so the fourth day or fourth Chupacabra, you should say, um, just his name is Steve. Um, <laughs> not, no relation, Steve, but this Steve with a V. <laughs> It's different. It's different, Steve. The fifth chupacabra is uh, actually is Denise, and it's Steve's sister. And uh, the sixth and the seventh chupacabra are conjoined. So we don't really talk about them a lot. They usually keep them in the basement, away from the other chupacabras with healthy uh, physiques. The eighth chupacabra is, uh, is love. Uh, that's <laughs> I almost feel guilty for the amount of bullshit that I shoveled onto this audience. <laughs> Not as guilty as the man robbing the store next door. <laughs> We're pretty, it's pretty close. Eight days of chupacabra. <laughs> Fuck with it. Very good, John. Very good. Jesse Jones, on this date, 1963, Merle Haggard's first appearance on Country Chart, the Country Charts, with the song uh, Sing a Sad Song. Uh, also on this very date, 1903, the electric lamp sets fire to Iroquois Theater in Chicago. 602 die. Mm -hmm. <laughs> How'd you celebrate these two things? <laughs> yeah. Put together. Well, uh, being the foremost country music historian and national tragedy buff on tonight's panel. This prompt just <laughs> felt like three days after Christmas to me. <laughs> so the Iroquois Theater in Chicago, by all accounts, seemed like a building built by a lunatic for the sole purpose of killing as many people with fire as buildingly possible. <clears throat> and Merle Haggard knew that. That's, right, he, that's why he wrote Sing a Sad Song, specifically about the 1903 Iroquois Theater Fire. Don't believe me? Well, you're wrong. But if you need convincing, which you shouldn't, let's examine the lyrics together, shall we? <clears throat> Sing me a song of sadness. The sadness uh, of at least 600 people, mostly children, burning alive in a theater fire. <laughs> and sing it as blue as I feel, like the feeling of knowing an unofficial tour by a Chicago Fire Department captain revealed no fire alarms in the building. <laughs> if a tear should appear, it's because she's not here. There would be no tears of water to appear there, as uh, it also revealed there were no sprinklers or water connections. <laughs> sing a sad song and sing it for me, and just for him, because the building's owners dismiss warnings saying nothing could be done. <clears throat> <laughs> She's unhappy with me, so uh, she told me so. Uh, it's clearly referencing aerialist Nellie Reed, who was trapped above the stage when the fire started. Jesus. All of this is true. <laughs> and too, too overly researched. Um, I'm unhappy without her, and I still love her so. And, uh, and it's how uh, she fell uh, from her rigging and died of burns and internal injuries three days later. Uh, this was not my idea. Uh, <laughs> oh, sing me a song of sadness. Pretend it's the end of the world. Like 
the people who escaped through emergency exits, only to find themselves on unfinished fire escapes. Oh my god. Lunatic. <laughs> Trying to kill his man. Uh, sing it sweet, swing it, sing it low, and then I'll have to go sing a sad song and sing it for me. And this is about how uh, those who did survive the jump from those unfinished fire escapes only did so by having their falls broken by the bodies of those who jumped before them <laughs> and didn't survive. <coughs> there was a lot more that I didn't get to include here. <laughs> so as you can see, <laughs> as clearly a song about the Iroquois fire, theater fire as Elton John's Candle in the Wind... <laughs> was about the 1985 Chicago Bears. <laughs> but that's another lecture for another time. Very good. That was, this was, today once. Very good. Everyone, everyone, you having a good time? It's all true. Having fun? Okay, good. Thumbs up. All right. Thought we that was a question. Two more, two more segments. Uh, this is the fourth segment of the show, mm -hmm. if anyone's keeping score. Uh, called Location, Location, Location. Uh, congrats, everyone. You now have new businesses. Uh, hold on, let me start over. <laughs> congrats on your new businesses, everyone. Yay! Uh, you all now own the following businesses in the following locations. Uh, make us want to buy. Greg Saban. Yeah. You sell hard drugs to devout Christians. <laughs> it's, a, it's a booming market. A lot of people don't realize. Um, uh, and in fact, I don't know if you know this, it's uh, uh, pastors and uh, reverends and, and, and priests uh, will we'll do almost anything for a good donation to their church. So uh, if you give them a little bit of ad copy to read during their sermon, they'll do a lot of the work for you. So I just kind of said, hey, here's a sermon for you. I hope you can, you know, you don't have to write one this weekend. Why don't you just help me out with this one? And so... Um, this is uh, a few people have read this in their church. Really good business uh, practice. It's, it's turned uh, really well. Uh, it goes like this. Sisters and brothers, we gather each Sunday to revel in the grace and mystery of Christ. His love and our worship combine to make a sublime vision of paradise. But do you know what else you can combine to reach paradise? <laughs> yes, of course. Cocaine and heroin. <laughs> <laughs> or what is referred to in the Bible as a speedball. <laughs> or add in a little marijuana and you've got yourself an El Diablo <laughs> don't let the name fool you remember that Satan himself was a fallen angel after all <laughs> you know brothers and sisters you have free will and you always will but the combination of Jesus's body and blood can be irresistible to the chosen much like a combination of crack and Xanax <laughs> known as a disciple's mustache <laughs> which can choose you out of the crowd. <laughs> we believe in the divinity of Christ and the holy trinity of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. But can we not also find room in our hearts for the badass trinity of heroin plus LSD and PCP, otherwise known as the Sandman Sayonara? <laughs> now, some of you might be content to just read the Holy Scripture and follow its tenets on smoking formaldehyde dips, marijuana cigarettes, referred to in second cream as clickers. <laughs> 
But have we truly experienced Jesus in our lives, speaking directly to us, unless we've partaken in the holy practice of robo-flipping, being the ingestion of that blessed concoction of ecstasy and dextromorphothan? Nay, brothers and sisters, nay. We all have sin in our hearts. We all judge when we should forgive. We all could be better by walking in the footsteps of Christ. For when we look back on that sandy beach and we see only one set of footprints, our Savior explains to us that this is not when he abandoned us, but rather when we were flying high on a cocktail of methcathinone and amphetamine mixed with cough syrup, psilocybin, and yerba mate, <laughs> referred to by the disciples as a Bethlehem donkey punch. <laughs> As you come up to the altar this morning, please indicate to your deacon if you'd like the usual wafer or our new special space wafer. <laughs> Made from a mixture of semolina flour, salt, rock cocaine, and ketamine. You'll taste the body of Christ and be awake for seven straight days until next week's sermon when we'll be taking up a special collection. <laughs> Very good, Greg Saban. Hard drugs to devout Christians. Jan. Booming market. <laughs> What's that? Booming, booming market. <laughs> That's right. Very good. Very good. Very right. good. Dejan, you own a yeah. pet shop uh, during the prehistoric period. <laughs> all right, all right. All right, so just imagine you guys are walking in the store right now, and I was already having a conversation, so you just walk in big conversation. Yeah. And I told the bitch, don't try me. Try the Ceratops. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't even see you guys. You want some dinosaurs? <laughs> Check it out. A lot of people don't know this, man. They're not all big, right? We got little mini dinosaurs. <laughs> yeah, you ever seen those? We got little dinosaurs. Look, this one right here, I like to call him Tabletops. Right? <laughs> because he's big enough to put on your table. <laughs> this one right here, Taste it. Leave, lick this one and get you high. <laughs> now, I know there's other stores around here, right? That I, I don't have papers for my dinosaurs. <laughs> I know there's other stores that have, like, you know, you can get legal paperwork to go with them and it show you, like, the lineage and shit like that. We don't do none of that. We just see the street dinosaurs. <laughs> um, yeah. We have a brindle Tyrannosaurus Rex puppy. Uh, <laughs> it comes with a saddle. Uh, uh, the tags are bad, but you got till June to get that shit straightened out. <laughs> I let that go. God, give me, give me three ants <laughs> and a couple bumblebees. It's yours. <laughs> uh, we also have a long neck. I don't know the real word for it. Uh, I'm, I'm a caveman. I, <laughs> we just call him Long Neck. Uh, he's the one that Fred slides down on the way to work. <laughs> we got one left. Uh, it, He's got a sore throat, so I give me two bumblebees <laughs> and just a grunt. Yeah, two bumblebees go, uh, and I'll take the grunt <laughs> and I'll put that in my back pocket where I keep the grunts. Because sometimes when you fart 
And he said, that wasn't the fart, that was a grunt. <laughs> <laughs> Fell out my pocket. <laughs> so, <laughs> you look like you, you want one of these tabletop swords. <laughs> I can tell, man. I can tell. I know, I can see it in your face. Well, what's it going to take for me to get you in this tabletop sword <laughs> today? Now, don't ask your friends. <laughs> They're just jealous, baby. You know what will go good with that jacket? A Fonzosaurus. We... <laughs> nah, I'm just playing. Uh, that's all I got, man. I just, I'm going to close down now. <laughs> the police are coming. <laughs> Very good, D. Very good. Very good. Jesse Jones, yeah. you sell more freedom <laughs> to Americans. Yeah. More freedom to Americans. <laughs> yeah, and this shop's just a little down the road from Greg's. <laughs> if you's a real American, which you got a road ahead convincing me the fuck you is, <laughs> then the only thing what pumps your blood is fucking freedom. But you're living in a cage of supposed laws all the fuck around you. God's laws, natural laws. I ain't never seen no angel squad car or no fucking moose cop. <laughs> you tell me you did, you can shout that shit back over your shoulder, run your ass back to the Socialist Republic of fucking Canada. <laughs> Sounds like what you need to live your life to the USA fucking fullest. Is to shake off them shackles been holding you down from soaring like a fucking beer-powered, arm-bearing, freedom-bleeding, patriotic bitch. what pisses apple pie and shits bald eagles. <laughs> <laughs> now how's about we start with the literal bullshit what's keeping you from flying the law of fucking gravity. Man, fuck Newton and all that apple-dropping bullshit. In case you ain't noticed, I've been floating here this whole fucking time <laughs> while telling you this shit. Why? How? Shit. I sent why and how home to suck each other off. <laughs> while I flew around God's American sky by the power of cuz I fucking said so. <laughs> Loss of probability? I ain't never flipped a quarter and had it come up tails. Because I tell that some bitch, you show me your ass, I'm gonna shove my boot up in it. <laughs> and walk it out till I got a diamond three nickels between my toes. <laughs> <laughs> the laws of robotics? I only make robots whose sole fucking purpose is melting people with fucking acid whenever some, some bitch even thinks about trying to tell it not to. <laughs> Laws of supply and demand I only sell expensive shit to people Who don't fucking want it And I'm rich as fuck <clears throat> You ever heard of a wish powered cheese degrader <laughs> Which puts cheese What already done been grated Back together <laughs> Into a fucking block Or wedge or wheel Depending on how you set the fucking degrader knob <laughs> Shit, no, you ain't. And you ain't got fuck all use of it, neither. 
And now you don't want nothing more than to pay me anything I ask to have as many as I got. <laughs> so go on. <laughs> Start living above every fucking law that's ever been laid out. How? Shit, man. You're American. That power's been living inside you like bad cholesterol since you was born on this magic soil. Just hum the Star Spangled Banner. Hum it like you fucking mean it. And ain't nothing natural or supernatural fucking tell you fuck all about a fucking thing you ever gonna do. <laughs> I shit you not. <laughs> Very good. That was location, location, location. <laughs> Which brings us to our final segment of the evening, uh, Movie Makeup. Gentlemen, please have composed a synopsis based on the following movie titles. All movie titles are brought to us by <laughs> WordCounter.net's random word generator. So, <laughs> so, Greg, I'm getting it going here. There we go. Greg, the name of your movie uh, is called Naughty. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> like, is he, is he okay? <laughs> Naughty Country Drawl. K N O T T Y. Country Drawl. D R A W L. Here's the trailer from Marvel Studios. <laughs> the same people that brought you movies about people that turn into ants. People that turn into green monsters. People that dress up in metal suits. And people that shoot arrows good. <laughs> Comes a film about a hero who is born of the earth and is salt of the earth, whose very nature is nature. Johnny Wood was just an ordinary redneck walking through his favorite forest. But when lightning struck him and a nearby redwood simultaneously, it gave Johnny an amazing power. The power to talk to trees. <laughs> Their wisdom and his wits will make Johnny a hero for the ages. He will battle for good. He will battle for all. He will push the boundaries of what it means to be a hero. But even more, Johnny Wood will fight the greatest enemy within himself. Racism. <laughs> From Marvel Studios, coming this Arbor Day, see Naughty Country Draw. Very good, very good. I feel like everyone should get that music. <laughs> yeah. Very good. Oh, I, Did, why are you gonna turn that music? Down? Do you want? Do you want the music? I mean, can I use your music? <laughs> <laughs> it, it plays for six. Yeah, minutes. yeah, it is. A, it, it, is, is, it is a thirteen. Oh, really? Minutes. Kind of <laughs> I can see that. Okay. All right, Jan. Okay. Uh, the name of your movie is called Skinny Cry. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Have you seen Bird in the Box? First off, you should have been looking. You know what the fuck that shit's about, right? <laughs> now introducing the sequel, Skinny Cry in a Box. 
world with just opening your mouth to cause devastating destruction and doom on a planet that's invaded by a million Paula Deans <laughs> armed with butter and fried chicken recipes that occasionally say the N-word. <laughs> and that N-word is never open. <laughs> never open your mouth. <laughs> other dude from Fraser. <laughs> Robert Townsend. <laughs> Leon Spinks. <laughs> and Mike Tyson as the beaver. <laughs> Skinny crying in box. <laughs> Don't open your mouth. <laughs> Paula Dean's out here. <laughs> She's crazy. <laughs> Coming soon to Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> Very good, Deshaun. Again. Very good. Very good. Skinny cry in a box. <laughs> Jesse, do you want the music? Or? Uh, I mean, we could see if it, if it fits. It, uh, I'll add it later. Okay. All right, uh, Jesse Jones, the name of your movie <laughs> uh, is called Mini Jean Skirt. M-I-N-I-J-E-A-N Skirt. Yeah. You know how to spell it. Well, yeah. This is the second, second example tonight of, uh, uh, in lieu of quality material, throw a funny voice on it. <laughs> <laughs> I've just emptied my bag of funny voices tonight, and this isn't good. Okay. <laughs> Genie Skartslova. Living proud, productive life, working part-time, stalking the nesting dolls in Chernobyl nuclear facility gift shop. <laughs> and insignificant oopsie spill leak cleanup disposal sink closet for just-in-case need, but should not need, because of great quality, safety-full Soviet nuclear facility. <laughs> that is until the day when while stalking shelf with beautiful figure of masculine Russian womanhood, with many smaller representation of equally strong and able-bodied Russian woman inside of her, and so on as it goes. Ginny <laughs> drop in the bucket full of glowy safety goo, which is completely harmless to body contact, an accidental internal ingestion, of course. Then after Gina retrieved doll, it pinched her finger, getting some perfectly inert, harmless liquid into finger cut. Gina think nothing of it and go home after work, feeling unfamiliar sensation, like belly full of food. <laughs> <laughs> she go to sleep, think nothing of it. Only to then wake up later in the evening with fullness feeling gone, a quite noticeable seam encircling her midsection, <laughs> and a smaller genie Skartslova laying on, <laughs> laying on the floor next to her, sleeping like proud, starling Soviet baby. <laughs> <laughs> we 
Well, the two genies Skarslova have misunderstanding conversation about which genie Skarslova is real genie Skarslova. And conversation gets so heated that slightly smaller genie Skarslova split open at the midsection <laughs> and out pop out even smaller genie Skarslova! <laughs> Second, genie Skarslova can see the evidence becoming convincing that she may not be original genie Skarslova. The third genie Skarslova decide what with great many genie Skarslovas must come great many responsible crime fighting commitment. <laughs> Based on colorful propaganda pamphlet aimed at children. <laughs> genie Skarslova choose secret name Jeanskart and to wear full face babushka for identity concealment. Identity concealment. <laughs> <laughs> Full face babush. <laughs> and with help of mini jean skirt, tiny jean skirt, teeny tiny jean skirt, and so on as it goes. They fight greatest enemy, capitalist dog. A furry soft mutant human like poodle dog with red, white, and blue poofy ball hair. who attempt to corrupt Soviet children with blue jeans and Pepsi-Cola. <laughs> <laughs> Mini jean skirt is rated upside down lowercase h. <laughs> Discover the hero inside you. The hero inside you. <laughs> The hero inside you, and so on as it goes. <laughs> Viewing is compulsory! <laughs> Very good. That is the end of this episode of Stab. One more time for everyone you saw tonight. Greg Saban. Dejan Tyler. And Jesse Jones. If you'd like to hear more stabs, go to one of our many online outlets, uh, the primary of which being, uh, well, hell, Stab for Gold, Stab, the number four gold.com, or Spotify, or you can come see us live every Friday at 10 here on Broadway. Thank you. Good night. Woo! Yeah! <laughs> street, 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 street.